Everybody that loves the Lord, say amen. amen. Take your Bibles, go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Hadn't the Lord been good to us? Lord, we thank you for Calvary. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. Lord, we're thankful that we can bow our head and say, Lord, oh God, speak to thy people. God, lay a blessing upon this place as we depart tonight. God, many friends and church family and loved ones and dear preachers and servants of God, as we come here anticipating now as we leave here tonight so full and ready for the battles, God, I pray Lord, that you lay your hand on this pastor, lay your hand on this people. May they reap a great harvest right here in this field. And may this church, as it has for many years, reach out and pour into the harvest of faraway fields. Lord, touch thy servant one more time to break the bread of life. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all the Lord's people said, <laughs> if the Lord will help me for a little while, we want to close the meeting out tonight, coming out of Second Thessalonians and chapter 2 and verse 1. Well, that's Colossians. That's First Thessalonians. I got a feeling I'm getting closer. There's Second Thessalonians. Want to thank you, Brother Burke. Want to thank God for how He's continued the work of God. Let me say that better. I'm gonna get a water. See y'all in a minute. I'm back. I. Want to say that it's a small miracle. It may be a big miracle for your grandchildren. It's the only miracle that matters that the presence of God is continued at the Lighthouse Baptist Church in America's Georgia. I can take you to a thousand places where God was. And when that thing ended a cycle, God was no more. And, and you can act like you know what you're talking about if you want to. But there's people that's prayed. There's people that's persevered. There's people that stayed true. And when God was done with the place, He was done. It's almost sovereign. <laughs> It's almost just a sovereign mercy. Most of the time, he's done after a cycle, a 30, 40 year cycle. And I've known people, forgive me, but I felt like they were much better than me, much better than anybody I've known. And, and, and they, and they met all the conditions on your checklist, but God was done. <laughs> It's amazing to me that God's not done here. Amen. Amen. It's not done. 
And I bless the Lord. And I'm thankful. The Lord's put a message on my heart this last night. And uh, I, I, I want to preach for 20 minutes. Well, I will. I'll preach for 20 minutes. And then I'll like that. And I, and, I, and I'll just do it again. I like it so good, Brother Ojo. I will preach 20 minutes several times. That's how much I love it. That's how much I like it. Just preaching 20 minutes. And <laughs> now back in the hills, they'd all drop their head right here on the front row and start saying, bless him, Lord. Help him, God. That's code for you're struggling or you're acting goofy, so get on with it, you know. that's. But when you go to church every night and this is all you do, hey, I ain't in no hurry. How y'all doing? This is where I get my therapy. Y'all are it. I just take 10 minutes sometimes and get all my therapy. I don't have the time or the money to see a real one. And uh, I just get it in front of y'all. Would you ever know the foolishness of preaching? How embarrassing it is to the flesh? Does anybody want to stand up, walk up here right now, stand here and start saying stuff to everybody? I mean, one or two does, but we, we, you know, there's crazy people everywhere. It's very embarrassing to the flesh thing. And but when God's man gets past that, then it still is. It always will be. And we have to trust the Lord. And I've come to love God's people, and that makes it a lot easier. So love y'all. Love being with God's people every night. And this is the Lord's body. It's the church. Everything, ever good you got in your life came out of this body. It came out of the body of Christ. If you got something that didn't come out of the body, it wasn't as good as you think. Help me now. The Lord's put it in my heart. And I'm so thrilled. And I, I've told the pastor this week, I, I want y'all to know, I'm in here with you. Old brother John told me out there the other night, and he said, now you're, you're just one of us, and you have been for a while. And that has made me as feel as good as anything I've heard since Christmas. Amen. And I can't remember what I heard at Christmas that was such a, oh yeah, I remember what I heard that was such a blessing. Christmas is over. <laughs> that was a blessing right there. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> bless him, Lord. You're originally from Florida, so you didn't pull that off too good. Only mountain folk can actually put that on you. And, uh, but oh my, I want y'all to know that just as you have been challenged to have the maturity to adjust to the new way God's going to do this church. I, too, am willing to adjust. And I told Brother Burke, you handle this meeting like you're supposed to. We don't have to hold any traditions that involve me. 
bring in more men, mix it up with other men. I'll sit over there and be mad the whole time, but I'll go along. I'll cooperate. I won't promise a good spirit, but I'll try to hide it. I will be as hypocritical as I can for y'all. No, that's what I told him. I'll adjust too. I'll change too. I'll make room for whatever new God wants. Folks, if we ever think this, now listen, some of this almost sounds cliche-ish, and some of you only amen to cliches. You're as empty as the cliches that you say amen to. So this almost sounds cliche, so some of you shallow ones, watch your, watch yourself now. <coughs> this that went down the other way. That was so good going in and so messed up going down. <coughs> this thing is not about us. This thing ain't about me. And and Brother Dent used this every night. And I even wondered sometimes, why are you preaching me every night with some of this, you know? <coughs> and But the Lord knew what he was doing. And I trusted the Lord. I Listen, you better learn to trust the Lord when you're abased. And also trust the Lord when you're exalted. Don't enter into that and think that you're worthy of exaltation. I questioned that, but I never said anything to the pastor. And it was God's will. And if, but if the Lord wants to rearrange anything, I told him, you obey God and you got no pressure from me. Wouldn't that be good if you was that way with the Lord? Amen. All these egos are going to burn up at the judgment seat. If they make it there. I am concerned about lost people in this meeting. There's, we've had, we've had lost people here. And, and you'd better know it. And you'd better get saved. Because the Lord's coming back. That's what I want to look at for a little while. I scribbled some thoughts down a while ago at the motel right before the meeting after the 11th text from my youngest daughter to please don't forget her shoes that she forgot that she knew I would forget without 11 text. And I actually walked out the door and came back. So it's good, Kendall. She's hung out with Florida, Tennessee people. So I got a, I got a, all day she did. So I got to work on her all the way home. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2. Scribble this down that the Lord <coughs> put in my heart tonight. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 1. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, are y'all glad that the Lord is coming? I'm going to read that again. Now we beseech you, brethren. Mm. Somebody count 
how many, and you can do it after church, it's fine. But how many times in Thessalonians it says brethren? Uh, First Thessalonians is your rapture book. It's a comfort book. He has saved us, chapter 5, from the wrath to come. I want to make a little announcement. It's going to hurt some of my friends' feelings when they see this because y'all are pumping it out to the world. Uh, the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. And Christians are not going through the tribulation. I need a little help. Now, don't ask me what I think about all that because you'll need two or three hours. And your hair will be messed up and your earlobes will be ringing when we're done. When I tell you about what I think is what's going on in this hour, I won't tell you no details. I'll just tell you this. This thing sure is being set up for the Antichrist, the New World Order, and the Tribulation period. Amen. And uh, aren't you glad? First Thessalonians is the rapture book. It's where he gives comfort to his children. But Second Thessalonians is that wrath book. I'm not going to look at it, but chapter 1, I think it's verse 7. You look at it. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not. And by the way, if somebody don't know God, it's their fault. Amen. That's exactly right. Our verses, Brother Indiana, is John 1. That light lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And it's Titus, the grace of God that hath appeared to all men. And Romans 1 and 2. God, if you never heard of Calvary, God gave you a conscience and he gave you a creation. And God reveals light to every man. And how you respond to the light all depends on if you get more light. And pardon me, but even the naked savage in the deepest jungle, God will let a ray of sunlight catch the wing of a butterfly on a dewy rose petal one morning. And God will smite his heart. That you're not good, but something out there is. And if there's rebellion in his heart against the touch of God, more darkness is coming. But if there's softness in his heart, and he says, I need more. Honey, there will be a missionary there before the thing's done. Brother Ojo, Brother Gant, I believe, Brother Taylor, I believe this, Brother Lamance. I believe that everywhere in heathen lands, and the Bible does talk about heathen, and everywhere in heathen lands that there is a missionary and a church and a work is called somewhere back there, one little soul said, I need more. And everywhere there's not is cause they said no. I'm self-righteous enough. 
and crush the butterfly and the rose petal and go kill somebody. And God says, all right, you'll get what you want. Amen. This is the wrath book. Them that know, why would he have such wrath on them that know not God if it was innocent ignorance? No man will stand at the great white throne judgment and say, it's your fault that I'm going to hell, God. No man. From no country, from no century, from no civilization, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And God, I gave you Titus, John, and Romans, God gave you enough to find him. Amen. And that thing has ramifications. You may not have been the one seen the butterfly on the rose petal. It may have been your father <laughs> and your forefathers. What are we doing down here in Georgia? Having old time religion. I'll tell you what we're doing down here. Down here somewhere, somebody said, we want God. Y'all ain't helping me. In my studies, very interesting, a couple of years ago, Brother Lee and Brother Not Jamie. I can't remember the both of you names. Got to study in Georgia history. And I found out where this style of worship comes from. I'll spit it out in 30 seconds and not give you the whole history lesson. You'll probably get it quicker if I say it fast. North Georgia was the British... Penal colony is a prison colony. North Georgia was where General Oglethorpe was part, Fort Oglethorpe up there by Ringgold and Oglethorpe down here. It was all part of this back in those days, the same man. North Georgia was where the British put their prisoners. That's why they make fun of the Appalachian up there in the mountains because and I ain't trying to be funny. This is okay. I'm, I'm being serious. Snaggletooth, inbred, murdering bunch of robbers. Okay. I'm not trying to be funny. It's where the British ship their worst. I'm about to run because that was my people. If you know where our old time religion came from, brother Paul, you got it from brother Langston. Guess where he got it from and where it came from. The blacks in Savannah, George Whitfield came. Hey! He came from England seven times and he went to the black slaves in Savannah and South Georgia and he got them saved and he went to the British no good for nothings and got them saved and the blacks would talk. They couldn't help it. Their spirit Brother Ocho, God called Ethiopia the uttermost parts of the earth. And when the gospel hit that low ground, they know they came from chains. They know they came from hardship. They felt somehow that was from their forefathers getting in trouble with God. Oh, listen, all this racism, it ain't, do you know the word race ain't in the Bible? There ought not be no racism. It's called families. It's called the families of the earth. They're called the families. The families. There's families. 
And God put us all in the same family. We ought to love each other. Nobody's better than anybody. The sons of Shem, the sons of Ham, the sons of Japheth. They was all three different. And Asia and Europe and Africa has the three sons of Noah. You know what America is? God pulled them all back into one place, put them in the old ship of Zion. About to climb a pole and don't even believe I can, but I'm about to. Whoa. Whoa. George Whitfield preached to the blacks in Savannah and they, and they worshiped. There's a worship in a black man that's deeper. When a black man preaches, or a black woman sings in the power of God, ain't a white person or a yellow person, a red person, a green person alive can touch it. Brother old Joe, I gotta talk to you sometime. But why did he pull in Simon the Cyrenian on the way to Calvary? He pulled a black man under that cross before he even got to it. Pulled a black man, Ethiopian eunuch, he pulled him into the church, the the chapter before he saved the apostle to the church. What was he doing in that New Testament? Pulling them in. Our inner cities overrun with demons and and brother, they, these poor black kids in the inner cities is drug, uh, all drugs and no daddies and the devil's got them all exploding right here in these last. I believe the devil knows God's gonna come get them again. I didn't explain that good, but you can think about it later. He pulled a black man under the cross right before he put it in the ground. He pulled a black man in the church right before he kicked it off real good. And I believe the devil knows he's up to something right, <laughs> right before the coming of the Lord. Y'all ain't helping me. Well, them blacks got saved and they couldn't help but thank him. And they praised him in that song and worship. And then they met the poor prisoners. They all began to, to mingle. Them poor white prisoners got saved and they knew they were supposed to have been in hell. And the blacks are worshiping. They knew they came from chains. And that old time religion, like me and you get happy and carry on, we got a heritage behind that. Hey, man. George Whitfield. I was born in Whitfield County, which is Dalton, North Georgia. It was Cherokee County until George Whitfield came through. And so many got saved. They renamed the county. Our county courthouse, I was out there on a national day of prayer and them heathen. This was back a few years ago. It was pushing abortion so bad and homosexuality. And Channel 12 found me. Now, Samuel, I don't, Kurt, I don't know how they found me. It's not because I ever cut up and carry on in public, you know. I don't know. I, I ain't sure how they singled me out. But they found me. And she said, sir, something or something. Or something. I had no idea what her question was, but I knew what my answer would be. <laughs> I had an answer before anybody asked me a question. I said, ma'am, not only is this a praying nation and this is a nation built on some folks that got on two ships and come over here looking for religious freedom. I said, take your camera. Channel 12, it was a lot of fun. I was starting to enjoy it too much. I don't want to start me a Channel 12, ma'am. 
turn the camera up over the courthouse, and there's a wire sculpture of Whitfield with a Bible. And his white wig and him a-preaching, it's there to this day. I said, you didn't know that was there, ma'am, did you? I said, you journalist? But there it is. There's your story. I took her little camera, and I, <laughs> she was a little nervous, the whole cast was, but I wasn't. Put it on the federal marker. I said, you ain't never read this federal marker. Told the story of why it was renamed Whitfield County. Hallelujah. Oh, y'all, we got a heritage. Unto whomsoever much is given, much is required. Well, I was excited about something. Can't remember what it was. Chapter 2, verse 1. The rapture book. Now the wrath book. Look in Second Thessalonians 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. And I've come to tell all of God's children tonight to be not troubled. We see the day approaching. We see the day approaching. Be not troubled. Russia invading Ukraine. Oh, dear time. That's just the bear coming out of hibernation. Y'all talk to me. Leave me alone as a 10 minutes. Do you know Ukraine's full of Nazis? Do you know Russia's pro-Christian? Y'all been watching see you. They're Fox News, ain't you? Kiev was a Christian capital of Russia. I shouldn't even be talking about it. Putin's, and I don't think he's a godly man, but he's kind of like Trump. He was God's man. Look at me chasing a rabbit. Have y'all not been wondering why Trump and Putin are the only two hated men by the world media, the world governments, and the new world order? Y'all ought to might line up and think when all the humanists, Hollywood, sodomites, and the witches, and the media hate somebody, you might not want to cheer with them so much. Actual Nazis. Putin, I don't think he's a godly man, but them kings are instruments in the hands of God. Putin is pro-Russian Orthodox Christian church. He's trying to take the capital back and put their priest in it. And the Nazis, there's actual Nazis in the Ukraine. The only head of government, the only head of state to meet with Putin was the Prime Minister of Israel four weeks ago. That's just for all of you that can't stay off social media and, and, and mainstream media. You probably put a Ukraine flag out in your yard with them other flags. Well, I ought to just yank all them flags down, pray, pray for the American flag. Let me tell you something. Russia's got to come this way. You know what opened up when Afghanistan, we bailed out of there and we left the communists $7 billion worth of military so they can turn around and attack us. And by the way, Ukraine is the one more. This $33 billion they voted on this morning that Biden put out, it's more money laundering. Leave me alone. 
I'm just sick of all y'all waving Ukrainian flags. Get in your Bible. Get full of the Holy Ghost and get out of current issues. Anytime you line up with Hale's outfit, you might want to second guess some things. That Russian bear's coming. China is behind Saudi Arabia coming into Iran, coming after the Holy Land. Russia's coming after her. And when Biden backed out of Afghanistan, you know what it opened up? It opened up the ancient, the most old trade route, the Silk Route from China to the modern world. China now has the old highway. Straight shot to the Holy Land. Y'all ain't helping me. What y'all been doing? Looking at Facebook and, and American hobbies? Did you not know that 200 million, there's an army coming here in a little bit, marching from China, coming to, and the old route just got opened up. Might ought to get your rapture shoes on, go to clicking them like Dorothy in Kansas. House is fixing to fall on the wicked witch of the west and her little toes will be wiggling out there. I don't think that was a Bible story, but it was a story. Oh, dear neighbor. And somebody asked me, Evangelist, what do you think's going on in America? It's very simple. We're losing this nation. And it's going under the reason that no Bible scholars, Bible students, Bible preachers that were ever serious could ever find America in the end time prophecy because she ain't going to be there. She's been that. She's been an arbiter for the local church, the sender of the missionary, the printer of the Bibles, and the big sister to Israel for the last 300 years. And God's done with her. He's a moving on. He's moving on to Israel. America's going down because the Lord's coming back and the church is going up and he don't need us anymore. Y'all ain't helping me. He don't need us anymore as a nation. Y'all can pray over your races on Sunday and your football on Friday. He ain't never heard those prayers. The Bible says the prayer of the wicked is an abomination to God. He never prayed over a sport. Sports, pardon me. Sports and sex and science is the three biggest gods in this nation, honey, that's tore down and stole our generation. All three of them's the worship of the body. Can I get a witness right there? America's a flesh pot. It's about the body. Oh, dear neighbor. He don't need us anymore. And honey, when the communists took over the country back on the, back in January the 6th, the communists took this country. Well, while we're all the way out, <laughs> these will be little clips all over. I'll send y'all the papers for the lawsuits. You're the one put it on there. Dear neighbor, when the com- God allowed the communists to, to run a coup on this country and the reason that old timers, these old timers, have got a sick feeling in the pit of their stomach and they've never felt that uneasiness in their life. It's because these old timers never lived in a pagan nation. My generation's pagans. They don't care that we turned into a pagan nation. But the old timers, there's a green, uneasy sickness in the stomach of godly people 
and God-fearing people. It's because we no longer live in a Christian nation. We're in a pagan nation. Don't let that give you depression. Because I'm going to write a little song. I've already got the words and the tune. This happens to me a lot. I just have words and tunes. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. It's in my head, David. The words are there. The melody. I'm telling you, I've wrote 500 songs in my life. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are left. I don't even have to think about it. The words come. Somewhere beyond the blue, the angels beckon me from heaven something sore. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord. Not even a real scriptural song, but I like it. Oh, Lord, you know. I'm not done writing it. It's still, there's words I'm still working on. Be not soon shaken. Or be troubled. By the way, all these troubled, fearful, shaken believers, they're not believers. You get somebody pulling their hair out and got that spirit of fear and a spirit of panic in this hour, mark her down! They're not believers. Believers believe. God gives believers more faith just because they believe. Is this making sense to some of y'all? I don't expect it makes sense to some of you. Brother, when these shaky times come, when you're born again, there's somebody inside of you, and it don't matter if you live under communism or capitalism, under freedom or fascism. It don't matter if you're in Nigeria where the Muslims are chopping the heads off a Christian, or brother, if you live in Georgia where you're allowed to go shout in a meeting. Our peace is not determined by our government, whether we're in prison or whether we're in church, whether we're in poverty or we're in wealth. Our peace comes from another world. Our joy comes from another world. Your communist China or South Carolina, your peace doesn't come because of the government you're under. Your joy and peace comes from the Lord Jesus. Hmm. Be not soon shaken or troubled. Hmm. Hmm. My brother up in Maryland, Jason, big old church up there and a bunch of Roman Catholic gets saved. My dad was there nearly 20 years. You know when they get saved, Dad had people saved up there constantly, steadily, saved, long ways from the Bible Belt. He was north of D.C. Only the Democrats lived in, in Maryland and the Republicans in northern Virginia, and turned out they're all Chinese communists. The whole outfit. I knew everything in Walmart was made in China. I didn't know everything in Washington, D.C. was made in China. He said, Brother Dean, you ought not talk politics. Well, come up here, you talk. See how you do. And, uh, this ain't politics. It's what I call prophetics. All kingdoms and governments are prophecy in the end times. 
Matter of fact, all kingdoms and nations have always been in the middle of God's program. Can I get a witness? Whether he is bringing the Babylonians or the Assyrians over to Israel or whether the Israelites were killing the Canaanites, the nations and the governments have always been run by God. Daniel 2, he sets up kings and he takes down kings. Proverbs, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. All principality and power belongs to him. I need a little witness in here. My brother, and I know everywhere for a little while until we figured out some things, every church that I know had to shut down. So I'm not, don't misread into what I'm saying. But when they figured out that you could go, you know what my brother Jason told me? He said, you know who's scared to come back? He said, 10 of my preachers in their 20s and 30s Everybody under 35. I guess they live on social media, not on Holy Bible. You know what my brother Jason told me? Who's coming? The 78-year-olds, the 85-year-olds, the 91. And I've seen them. I was up there, and here they came. They said, Preacher, what these youngins don't know is we're all going to die. You're not going to die till the Lord calls you out. Amen. Amen. Maryland was bad. They were locking down church, the government, sheriff. Church I preach at every year. Sheriff come by and plastered stuff on the door, locked the pa- Sheriff locked the church's door and visited all the neighbors and said, you rat them out. You see anybody coming in here, you call us. We'll arrest them. My brother Jason's a MacNeese, he tricked him. He put a big yellow thing up on the door, and, and so the authorities thought they'd already been there. <laughs> it was his own thing he made. <laughs> they drove by, like, yeah, okay, so, you know, one of the other guys must have already been here. <laughs> and he had all kind of stuff written out, legal and everything. <laughs> he had his own little thing, and he, he was a MacNeese. He worked that thing out. And in big words, it said, do not enter. And then underneath it said, unless you want to. <laughs> and then in big words, you might die of something if you come in here. And underneath that, but you're going to die of something one day. And then it said, these doors will be unlocked and people will be here every time that it's church time. Sheriff never read it. They thought it was their poster. <laughs> Is it a crime to impersonate a poster? <laughs> I don't know. In Maryland, probably is. Be not soon, y'all look at it. Be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled or be troubled. Little Noah Adams stood up behind Brother Kurt and Brother Pastor, allowed two young men to Two young preachers to get up and preach. Brother Noah preached that Timothy 1-7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm. Preacher, I can't get near my points. There they are. Folks, we might all go to prison. We might go to prison. 
Some of you might go to the grave. Some of you might go to the grave. Oh, 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 oh guess what? We're, we're all going to the grave. You're not a dying one day before or not one day after that the Lord's already had an eternal appointment. Mm. We may go to prison. Guess what happened to Paul when he went to prison? Y'all got your Bible right there? In a real close neighborhood to where we're sitting, there's an Ephesians. It's where all of our riches are. There's a Colossians. That's where Christ is exalted higher than any, any, uh, scripture in the Bible. There's a Philippians. That's where Christians learn how to live in great suffering. There's a second Timothy that shows you a man charging hell's gate still at the end. There's a Philemon where people are getting saved. And discipled, and all of them books come from him being locked up in prison. Ephesians shows us what the church is. Colossians shows us what the Christ is. Philippians shows us what the Christian is. Timothy shows us what the charge is. And Philemon shows us what the great commission is. And we'd have had none of that if a man hadn't got locked up for a long time. He never even got to preach publicly again. His ministry was over, except it was starting. (laughs) Y'all ain't helping me. Let me tell you something about God. About the time everything shuts down is when he'll open her up. Y'all ain't helping me. You hit the bottom, that's the first time you're a good candidate for resurrection. Amen. The other side of death is where he shows his best stuff always. Y'all ain't helping me. Bless the Lord. My world's going to crash and burn. Good. You really wanted to stay in your world? God's got a new one. It's always better than the old one. You'll never know a resurrection until there's a death. Amen. Hallelujah. I won't embarrass everybody all the time. But uh, a little testimony they got put out here the other night helped so many people. And what God put in your heart came from you losing one of the most precious things in your life. Only you ain't lost him. I know where he is. And you're fixing to spend 1,000 years with him, you and him both in a glorified body. You ain't lost him. But you found something because of a death. You got on your face here the other day on the floor and you hollered for God. And there's a resurrection power in you now that wasn't in you before. And all the prayers that people prayed for you youngins all your whole life. And God, you see what he does the other side of death. Oh, hallelujah. You had to hit the bottom before you could start heading up. Amen, friend. Thank God. And I think I seen your little girl up here singing. 
I don't know where I'd be today. I don't know if I'd have my family. These songs, I write them all the time. Ain't no telling just who. (laughs) You get blessed by your own singing. I do every time. If not for grace. I'm not finished writing the song yet. If y'all start feeding me words, I'll sing it. You'll look at me like a bunch of ignoramuses. The whole pew of young people. My two daughters the worst. Janice, you're not helping either. Y'all jealous I'd be singing prettier than y'all. I don't think I could sing prettier than Janice did tonight. Didn't y'all love hearing Janice sing? That was awesome. I'm hoping maybe some tall, good-looking fella was watching on that thing. Janice said, like, whoa, he's writing his prayer list down tonight. God works in mysterious ways. You was seeing a valley, and he was seeing his honey. I felt it. I felt it, Brother Odell. I felt a little... I feel these things sometimes. Then I take more medicine. After, hey y'all, you know what churches have had a resurrection? Let me tell you what COVID has done. I think the Lord, I think he had a big old hand. Satan thinks he's doing all these things. It's always God setting him up. Yeah, and ain't no doubt Satan trying to take over this human race in ten different ways. And God just laughs, really. And works him. Martin Luther from the, the Reformation, the old, the old German Martin Luther. He said the devil is God's devil. And he does with him what he wants. Y'all ain't helping me. Satan come in a garden and thought, I've got him now. And God was standing ten feet behind him and say, I've got that rest. I'm fixing to drop a plan of redemption on him. <laughs> Satan came upon a hill called Calvary one day and said, my plan is working out. And God was 10 foot behind him and said, my plan is working out. And here in a little while, the devil's going to have the unholy trinity, the beast, the false prophet, the antichrist, gathered against Jerusalem. And Satan's going to say, I've got it right where I want it. And God will be behind a thick cloud saying, y'all ready? I've got it right where I want it right now. And yeah, that old line comes creeping up in y'all's life. And he says, I got this family right where I want them. And God behind them said, yeah, I got it all right where I want it. Brother Phil, do you know something kind of special this year is you, just from the first moment, and everybody always loves Brother Phil. But men that didn't even know you until this year. Several men left this meeting with a burden. I'm one of them. A Holy Ghost burden. Not emotions. 
though it's emotional, but something bigger than our, something bigger than our soft heart. Uh, uh, God's sovereign heart. God put a dozen men, your son and your daughter. I'm just thinking, God brought you down here and things are about almost on the bottom as deep as they could go. I got a feeling our big old God is about got your family right where he wants them. Hey, hey, I got some advice for you and the sister. I heard it the other night. Get on your floor. Holler. I can't take this no more. <laughs> Jesus cried, Abba, Father, in the garden. When the strong bulls of Bashan beset him round about. When the blood is coming out of his head, down into his beard. God was fixing to kill him. Hell was trying to kill him. The oil press that he was praying in had never known the kind of pressure that was on him. Pressure from hell. Of his, of his, our, it may have been old brother, our old sweet evangelist from years gone by that left us a little rough. He said there was a pressure from hell coming below Christ. There was a pressure from heaven coming above. And there was the pressure of humanity. <laughs> and there was a death. But God always is bigger than death and he operates on the other side of death. And that's when he walks in. That's when he walks in. Hallelujah. Can I tell y'all what's fixing to happen to us? That's what I came to tell. My best friends are going to laugh at me. I'm going to do this in 60 seconds. Brother Ojo laughed and he's a good friend, not even a best friend, but he knows. He knew to laugh. Ashton was laughing, but he was scared to laugh out loud. I done been on him all week. Watch this. I'm going to give it to y'all in 60 seconds. I just laughed at myself. <laughs> I mean, I just laughed at myself. I was trying... <laughs> That's funny. Got my pocket watch. Ready? I'm going to wait for it to get down to six. <laughs> you know what's fixing to happen to us? You can watch the recording later and write these down. There's fixing to be a meeting in the air. That's for us children of God. Most of this stuff we've been talking about, it's going to be for the lost world. He's fixing to call the church out. There's a meeting in the air. Right after that, there will be a manifestation. According to 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Corinthians 4, our works and the counsels of our heart will go to the judgment seat of Christ and it will all be made manifest. And that, ought, that should only scare you if you've been living sinful and selfish. If you've been wanting to live for God and love Him, you've been trying to relax about the judgment seat. Okay, that was 50 seconds. I'm going to need another 60 seconds on top of that. There's going to be a marriage. 
After he wrinkles out the wedding gown of the bride, he's going to walk us on into the marriage supper of the Lamb. And there will be a set of nail-scarred hand reach over you and, and put a drink there and we'll drink anew. The wine and the body, the bread and the blood of the... He'll drink it anew in another kingdom. We're going to a marriage supper and then we're going to mount up on them horses. In Revelation 19, behold, the heavens were open and there was one that sat on a white horse. Amen. Fine vesture dipped in blood, the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I'll be on a white horse somewhere right behind him. The armies of heaven. I'm going to need a, okay, need another 60 seconds. I'm at 145. Oh, that marriage supper. I personally believe churches will be in their own battalion groups. I believe families will live together in the millennial reign and I believe that church families will live on the same block in the millennial reign. And I believe when we come back, well, you think the Lord ain't goofy? He's made us the battalions and the units. You think he's going to break all that up, make you sit around with strangers and feel awkward? You're going to be with who you served with, who you stayed with, who you suffered with. Amen. And there will be a mounting up and we're coming back and we're coming back all the way to the earth and the Lord's going to come down on the Mount of Olives and, and brother, he's going to set up camp after it destroys the enemies of the Lord and there's going to be a millennial reign and we're going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years and the born again believers are going to be in glorified bodies, everybody out of the church age, no more sin, no more sickness, we'll know as we're known, we'll meet our loved ones in the air and we're going to know as we're known. Millennial reign at the end of that. Toward the end of that thousand years will be a great monstrosity. Satan will be loosed and sinners will be shown that though, though the devil lived in hell and though the sinners lived with Jesus, sinners will still act like sinners and the devil will still act like the devil. So that when we appear before the final magistration, that great magistrate, the judge of all, the great white throne judgment, when he condemns Satan off and sinners down, he'll be vindicated and validated and justified by everyone present because he let them people live with the Lord a thousand years and he put the devil in hell a thousand years and they still acted like sinners. And then we're getting heading off in those mansions. That's what's fixing to happen. Fixing how all that's fixing to happen to us. Don't be shaking or troubled. We're fixing to leave out of here. Would you bow your heads, Brother David? Would you come? Our heads are bowed. I'd like to close with some special prayers. Samuel, I want you and Abby. Sister Denisha, you and your husband, <clears throat> Kurt and Leah. I want all the young people that are comfortable with this, all the young people to go out to the rock altar. And Brother Kurt, and Brother Samuel, you especially, I want you to lead in prayer over them out loud. Y'all go out with them, Brother and Sister Dewberry. I'd like for the men of the church, could I ask the men of the church 
to go up there and pray with your pastor wherever he wants to pray. Let's pray God start saving sinners around here. How about that, Brother Burke? God start saving sinners around Lighthouse. Ladies, would y'all, ladies of the church, would y'all come around down here in this front area and y'all pray? All of our visitors, men, you go pray with their men. Ladies, you go pray with their ladies. Let's have prayer. Somebody needs to be saved tonight. They can be. Ladies, some of y'all can kneel. Some of you can sit. It's all the ladies pray in this area. Everybody that's comfortable and able to come pray with us. Oh, God. Let's call on the Lord for a little while.